All right, welcome to the first ever Tip It Out Golf Podcast. Welcome to the studio. We got Evan Ferrara, aka IFB. How are we doing tonight? Good, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. <laughs> and we got Ben Benny Fultz. How are we doing? Fantastic. How are you? I'm good. After that finish at the Honda Classic, man, that's I'm I'm looking forward to it. All, All right. right. Hey, uh, how about how about Ferrari? You want to tell tell us tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, just to give a little background to the to the people. Uh, I'm a ex college golfer, current bank analyst, uh, diehard golfer. I've been golfing since I could hold a club in my hand. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, officially I'm a one handicap, um, but I haven't entered a score in my handicap in like two years, so uh, potential <laughs> sandbagging going on there. Um, but yeah, we're we're all three pretty good players, so. Uh, I'll okay. turn it over. I'll turn it back to you, to Ben over there. Yeah, Ben, let's hear it. Sure, you want me to do my intro? Here, I'll do my intro. Um, hello, Ben Fultz. Uh, also a diehard golfer. Not quite in the in the uh, finance side, but I'm I'm in the tech side at the same bank for our works at. It's kind of fun. Um, yeah, I've been playing golf since I was three. Started uh, competitive golf when I turned eight. Um, you know, I did the whole high school path, did the whole college path. Um, I made 2.2 handicap, but that's also using scores that are a little outdated. So might be a little bit lower now in all honesty, but, um, but yeah, diehard, diehard golfer. Hopefully we can bring you guys some useful stats. Should be fun. Absolutely. And a little bit about myself. Um, you know, I live and breathe golf. I've been like far said, and but like, I've been golfing since honestly, before I could even run, um, <laughs> same, and- same, same. Um, so yeah, I live and breathe golf, little sprinkle of data analytics in there as well. Um, like them, former D3 golfer, um, uh, and uh, since graduating in May of 2020, I've since moved back to my home state of Michigan. Um, and you know, I'm on the grind this, hopefully this podcast makes us better at golf and you guys are better at golf as well. Um, and all that just because I finished solo second in the club championship last summer, finished five shots back with a two triples and a double or two doubles. And a really? triple. Yeah. Really? I've never, never heard of that one before. Been, <laughs> been grinding this winter to, uh, to lock up that 2023 win at the club championship. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and we've all, we all played on the same team and, uh, I mean, I I think it's safe to say Ferrara was one of the best in in our college's history. Honestly, um, yeah, how many? How many that's, that's, yeah, he's up there. He's up there. That's count. He's up that's there. Count. I don't know. He's he's top ten for sure. Top five even. How many? How if many I, top fives? Was... How many? How many top fives did you have, Ferrara? I uh, I only know this because I just checked uh, before we did this. Uh, <laughs> I have I have six. I have six top fives. Um, very nice. Yeah, I didn't. I never won though, and I like didn't have any all conferences. But uh, I uh, pride myself in my scoring average and like my ability to like grind out fucking like seventy sevens. I I made a career <laughs> at the College of Worcester of grinding out seventy sevens uh, in like seventy sixes. So um, it was all it was it was all eight sixteen fours and two bogeys. I will throw out there. I will throw yeah. some love back to you, Mac. I'm there's no one in the world I'm more terrified of with a like twenty foot birdie putt in the world than than this dude Mac Belvich. I mean, he invented the 
right around the time D'Angelo Russell was like, there's ice in my veins. Mac is there's ice in his putter and like that ass there's ice in that dude's putter. Um, oh, yeah, that's very true. I've seen that firsthand for many years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, Max, I'm always guaranteed at least one bomb, bomb of a putt every, <laughs> every round. But yeah, I'm trembling. Footer, my, my knees start trembling, man. <laughs> I start trembling when you get to 17, you haven't made one over like 25 feet. So like, yeah. He's like, he's due. He's like, due. It's, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> Fultz, how many, uh, do you have any, any top fives? No, I don't think, did you have any wins? I don't, I didn't have any wins. That's for sure. I had no wins. I don't think I got a couple runner ups. Um, I probably had like, what also like five top fives, maybe, maybe even more than that. I don't know. But also I play in a little bit of a different time though, because I'm went through the whole COVID college career. So I got one of my seasons cut off and then the next season that was during COVID. So 2021, 2020 to 2021 that season was kind of just ruined. So I, I ended up playing a bunch of matchups, uh, like one, two teams instead of full tournaments where there were eight teams. So it was a little bit easier to place, you know, top 10, top Yeah, five. you had like 18 or 20 top yeah. 10s. Yeah, right. yeah these limited field events, man, they're, yeah. they're not it. Patting the stats. They only yeah, play with lucky. 48 players in the field. Yeah, I was definitely patting the stats a little bit. So I don't know, but either way, yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a good run at it, you know. Ben Fultz's putting percentage um, for like a par save is like PGA like better than any PGA. It's got to be over seventy percent. If no he has a twenty footer for par, he's gonna make it. If he has a ten footer for par, he's gonna make it. If it's gonna break ten feet, he's gonna find a way to like ham like ram the ball in the back of the cup. The dude does not <laughs> like leaving putts short. Does not. I've never I've never seen Ben leave a putt short. <laughs> hey, up yeah. and downs are my specialty, so. If you want to learn gotta, how to I gotta lean on just watch this man play around at golf. <laughs> yeah, but then also if you want to learn how to not hit your irons, also watch me learn. Uh, also watch me play golf because Jesus, I cannot hit an iron to save my life. Hence why I'm so good at putting because I always chip it to 15 feet and then drain the putt. <laughs> <laughs> I got my game figured out. Okay, the, the podcast was not here to figure out my game. That's been done for 13 <laughs> years. <laughs> I've not made a single change. <laughs> yeah hey i mean fools you probably have uh, a small pool to pick from but i mean since you know all our college careers are over we're you know lost in the sauce of trying to figure out what we want to do moving forward mm-hmm. and uh i mean do you have a you know like a favorite college golf memory because i got one on my head but I'll, i want to hear what you gotta say i know i was thinking of some i mean some we i, had, I have a couple good memories from you know last year's little extravaganza when you guys weren't there but i'd say from when we were all together i think it was i mean i got i got to go back to the covid times the covid times ripped our season in half so hopefully neither one of you would pick this as your favorite memory just so we get some diversity but i would say we uh that night that we all spent in the in the gondola just hanging out together you know um as our last night we always the college of worcester does this thing too i'll uh, provide a little context where we go on a uh, a spring trip and it's normally like two weeks. We travel all the way down to Florida and play golf courses all the way down. Um, and COVID kind of hit right in the middle of the, that spring trip. So we had like one night where we were, you know, all pretty sad that we were going to be leaving the next day. So we kind of just, you know, had a little hoorah. Um, and yeah, the NCAA it, so. had like officially canceled <clears throat> the like all sport, like all spring sports season. Uh, we, we, we 
found out that classes were going to be canceled or at least postponed. So yeah, that was, that was a good night. Yeah, very that sad. Was a good night. But like, it was it was, sad, like a, it was a good night. Yeah, the highest of highs and like the lowest of lows. Just we all yeah. knew, like this this was it. This was our college career. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're gonna no, go no spring season. Normally, college yeah. of Worcester has two seasons: fall and spring, and we never had that yeah. spring season, so that kind of sucked too. Yeah, but it was my favorite memory because I got to spend some really good time with you guys, um, which was which was great. So always spending time with the team, always spending time with the team. Yeah, that was a, that was a deep favorite memory. I like that. I like and that's why that's why we're here memory. today filming this podcast. I would say exactly. <laughs> Mac, what's your uh, what's your favorite memory? Uh, you know, on our team we had this thing called the Grinder Cup, um, where we'd split into two. We'd have a Ryder Cup format. You know, we'd play alt shot, best ball, and um. The, you know, on that Saturday, we would have a, a singles match, singles matches, and I was paired up with, I was paired up against Mr. Paul, and this dude was the second coming of Anthony Kim. He just was, <laughs> oh, he was loud, boisterous, <laughs> a good player, like, it was everything I wanted, and we, and in that match, I mean, I did lose. You know, my favorite memory is, is of course, me losing. But, you know, I think it was two and one or I lost or, like, you know, two uh, I lost two down. But our match was so heated. It was back and forth, one up, even, one down, one up. It was just crazy. And we were screaming at the top of our lungs. And it's, you know, end of fall, so it's freezing cold. Everybody's kind of a little miserable, I'd say. But, you know, we – when we finally got in, we had everybody, you know, all the other groups were like, dude, we heard you from like halfway across the property, like screaming. Dude, I remember the, hearing you. Go. The intensity you know, is <laughs> going during the Grinder Cup for sure. Oh, yeah. And it was, I mean, that was, and then on top of that, we went to a playoff because my team bad. captain four putted on the final green around 17 to lose his match. And then as soon as that ended, I mean, we had a, it was it was it was kind of nice weather, a little cold, but you know, not much wind, not much sun either. But for all in all, a good day. We get we stand up on the first playoff hole. We're doing all play, all eight guys, and as soon as we get to that tee box, sideways, twenty mile per hour winds, rain, it's snow, minimum. everything I'm like thirty mile an hour winds. Yeah, everything that crazy God could throw at us, He threw at us, <laughs> and. The, the stick was leaning like this. One whole winner take all playoff. Yep. And I mean, and guy who, you know, the other team captain who had won that match stuck it to, I don't know, three feet on an insanely hard Pretty incredible five. shot. Or par three. Yep. It was wild. Yeah. Worcester Country Club hosted some amazing grinder cups during its time. I guess. Absolutely. We got, we got Absolutely. one of the good ones too. So we did. Far, you got anything Actually, to top I, that? Yeah, I did. No, I don't have anything to top that. We we'll probably just move on. No, um, <laughs> yeah. like spring trips, uh, our spring break trips was like my favorite part is being a golfer at Worcester was having a two week spring break where we just traveled uh, and played. Oh, great! Random, Mac, awesome. Mac, you had that? to bring up the Grinder Cup. Now you made you pissed him off because he didn't win that year. He's all upset now. <laughs> I was you on his team. I lost too, man. <laughs> yeah, you brought some bad memories. No, that's fine. Uh, I absolutely love the Grinder Cup, but yes, yeah, spring break golf trip was always my favorite part of the year. 
Absolutely. I, I mean, we played courses like Frederica and Ponte Vedra Beach Club and Red Stick. I mean, Atlantic Top Beach. Yeah, Chatham, Atlantic Beach. Mm-hmm. Played some phenomenal golf courses. I mean, I'd argue one of the best spring trips in college golf, period. Yeah. Pine Needles. Great. I mean, you could throw so many, cor- so many courses that we get to play at, yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah. How about, how about like a favorite golf memory? You guys got a favorite? I can I can leave oh, us off I, if we I, want I, to. I got a great one. Go ahead though, Mac. All right. If you got um, it figured out. We just our team, you know, keep bringing back up the team, but we just went down to to Pinehurst this past summer. And it was the first it was basically the first day we were playing mid pines and it was getting a little dark. Nobody else was on the course. We teamed up. We were as an, played as an eight sum. Yeah. And we were on hole fifteen and I make Eagle. And they're like, ah, or we're standing on 18, on 15 T box. Like, this is probably the last hole. Like, we got to go get dinner. It's going to get dark. And I made Eagle. That put me to three under. And I was like, guys, we, we can't, we can't end now. We got three holes left. I got to go. You got to keep going. We got to, I got to finish this round. I got to post the score. So uh, they're like, all right, all right, we're going to watch you. So I had, you know, seven other guys around me. You know, it's pitch black. You don't know where the ball's going anywhere. We got flashlights out and ended up bogeying 16 because I was rushing. But then I, I brought it back within myself and had two makeable birdie putts on 17 and 18. But, you know, sadly missed both. But a good 200 to start a trip. That was, that was awesome. just great, and everybody around me. Just we haven't seen them in a while. And it was awesome. That is good. That's a good memory. Yeah. Just for just for clarification before I go. We're talking favorite golf memory of all time, correct? Correct. Okay. So my favorite golf memory of all time has to be when I was maybe seven years old. <laughs> and I made my going dad way was back. <laughs> we are going way back. But this is a great memory. I can even pull up the, the video if, uh, if you guys want to see. I don't think I've showed either one of you. So, um, But basically, my dad used to film whenever we would go to Signature Soul in my, my old home course. Um, and he would just film me playing golf. And I was super young, super small, this tiny little kid, but unbelievably talkative. Um, and he just got this really funny video of me kind of working through like the, the, <laughs> the different, like the science behind golf. And he called it the science in golf video, like by me. And it was just, it was absolutely hilarious. I absolutely need to pull it up. It's one of the greatest videos I've ever created. <laughs> it's so funny. It's hilarious. I mean, I, I, I can't do it just, justice by explaining it, but just know that it is a great video, great watch, uh, hilarious. I don't know. Every, all the, all the Ben's good been addicted to giving say. out golf advice since he was saying it. If you watch the video, you'll see that I'm like, I'm diving into all the, the science behind it too. I'm like, the molecules in the air are closer together. I'm like, the ball won't travel as far. And I learned this at a baseball game. And I'm like, it's so he's, he's the Bryson before Bryson. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the track, dude. I was on the track. I just, at some point, forgot that I need to practice every day. And then, here we are, D three in college. <laughs> <laughs> I got no complaints though, so it's okay. <laughs> but that's by far my, my favorite memory. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Yeah, we uh, my favorite golf memory. We played a uh, like a Friday round at this course in Cleveland called uh, Sand Ridge, and I made an albatross at two on a par five. Um, oh yeah. On, like, I should have known that was the and, and uh, yeah. Oh, okay, the shot, the shot was awesome. Like I hit, a, I couldn't have hit two better shots. Like murdered a driver, made a five iron. Um, 
my golf coach, who's like, you know, used to be a, a college athlete and he, I've never seen him like have like too much emotion ever. He's pretty like even keeled guy watching him True. like sprint 190 <laughs> yards up the fairway. Cause he thought we couldn't see if it went in, but he, he said he, he thought he saw it go in and watching him sprint 190 yards and getting way more excited than me for making the albatross <laughs> was awesome. It's so awesome. I'll uh, I'll tack onto that. I'm on the next tee, like I'm I'm on the next hole and on the on the tee, and I can see all the way down the fairway. And I turn around after hearing like a big roar, and I just see Danch just like hoofing it up the fairway. <laughs> and then he gets up there. He's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Knowing knowing a lot more about our coach makes that even funnier too. Yeah, does not he's, a guy. Yeah, he's a little short, sprint. little stocky guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not not a guy that's gonna sprint up. You know, no, I haven't, I haven't seen him really hustle seconds. like that, except for yeah. noon hoops. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah exactly. <laughs> might, might not even hustle in noon hoops either. Or if he's late to picking up his, like, van, his <laughs> travel van or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and honestly, on top of my memory, I mean, this, this might also be because, you know, I shot two under there, but, I mean, Mid Pines might also be, like, my favorite golf course because of the way – those holes and the way Donald Ross routed, uh, routed it, it just like Donnie. flows. The Donald, I mean, he it just flows like a well-written book. It's mm-hmm. it like it, I can't picture that course being any better than it than it was. And it's, I mean, it's one of the best Agreed. routings in the country, in my opinion. Yeah. So that actually just, uh, that actually segues pretty nice into our into a next question. Like, what's your favorite course? Would you yeah. say then in that case, Mac, that your favorite course is Mid Pines? Oh, but yeah, by far, I'd have to, okay. I'd have to go with mid pines, and we've, and I, we, we've, I've played like some amazing golf courses. Mm-hmm. All right, this is a good pick. For what would you say? God, mid pines is so good. It's like mid pines is so good. <laughs> oh. It's just like a course that you can just play over and over and over again. Yeah, never, not never, fire, never, not lose never. any golf balls, but like mm-hmm. still fight for a good score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we played Frederica in St. Simons Island, Georgia. Um on our spring trip and Ben, we were going to, we were going to play there our senior year and stay at the cabins, like on the 18th hole and it COVID canceled that. And it's just one of we're the just, biggest heartbreaks of all It was going to be the next day. We the, literally the next day. We, we left stay and then the next day hours. we were going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and on so. top of that, I don't know if you guys remember oh. this, but when we were, the day we were supposed to be there was the day that Tiger Woods was there with Charlie. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Be, 100%. Yep. And we would have been staying there. Unbelievable. But Ben, uh, his senior year, got to play it twice. And yep. I mean, he'll, you can probably attest like that golf course is – I've never played anything like it. Well, it's, it's, I'm not going to lie. Awesome. I was going to say Frederica, but you already picked Frederica, so I had to change my pick. But that's a, that's a wonderful pick. Like that is such a great course. It's unbelievable. Um, super fun to play too, and their practice area is amazing too. Best practice got, it's, I've ever seen. It's huge, way bigger than I thought it was, but memory failed me. So um, I would say my favorite course has to be Sandridge. Sandridge is a great course. It's local. I grew up there. I stayed in the cabins there a bunch of times. Did a little like summer tour there. Damn, that place was fun. Super cool course. Um, never gets boring. I also have a funny story really quick, too, where I teed off on 10 in a tournament, uh, blew it into the water, got a nine. So I started five over. And then from there on out, I was one under. So 
love that course. <laughs> a lot of great, good and bad memories there. Yeah, so, that's awesome. I had to say Sand Ridge. Just the smooth 76. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, routine. Oh, um... <laughs> I do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, HV3 once said, you know, it's better to make triple on the first hole than the last hole because, you know, you <laughs> got agree. 17 more holes to to fix your uh fix your fuck up so and my story is proof of that clearly <laughs> there you go right there uh-huh. i mean i did that at a uh, tobacco road right <laughs> i started yeah. bogey i started bogey double bogey and ended up shooting even par you know <laughs> exactly thought you, happen, you know just thought you finished baby exactly there's no pictures on the scorecards nah nobody cares how you got there they just want to know how you did I mean, all this talk about um, golf, and I mean, I'm getting excited. You know, it's a little cold, obviously. Being northern golfers, we have a kind of like a set season. We can't we can't just play all year yeah. round like some of these Florida guys and Carolina guys. But uh, you know, I've kind of written out a few season goals. Uh, you got? How about you guys? You got some? Got some as well. Yeah, let's go yep. for it. All right, cool. What, how about Frar? How about you start it off? Start us off this time. Cool. So. Uh, yeah, one of the reasons we're starting this podcast is to get better ourselves, and uh, we want to kind of make some goals to hold ourselves accountable and, you know, look forward to this future, this future season. Uh, I have a couple here, a little bit uh, all over the place, but uh, first, I, first and foremost goal is to keep a handicap and, like, log my scores, keep some stats. Like, it'd be really cool to just grind my handicap low and just see how, how – uh, how good I can get it. And that's a really easy way to track, you know, how good you're getting um, at golf. So um, further, like we're all analysts and in college, we used to track our stats, but I want to go a little step further and like track stats and log stats, um, uh, stuff like that, just to get a little more data on myself. We're, we're nerds here. So um, I played a lot of tournament golf still, uh, even though I'm a washed up D3 golfer. Uh, there's some local tournaments I want to play. And I played in eight tournament rounds in, 2022 i want to play in like 10 tournament rounds uh in 2023 or, or more just uh gives me uh, a reason to practice make, gets me excited it gets me pumped up it still makes makes golf a lot of fun for me um i haven't shot a sub 69 round in, in like two years so would love to have a sub 69 round uh this year for sure uh next and tracking I those continue. stats tracking yeah. those stats will help for sure yeah hopefully that's the that's the idea <laughs> And then in theory, I want <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I also want to convince Ben to get new clubs this year. Dude's rocking like ten-year-old irons and eight-year-old driver. So I'm well, on. You can't say I'm, you, you, I'm on his ass all all that all the time trying to get him new. You clubs, can't. You you can't say that though, because I know two days ago that you looked at me and you were like, "I'm honestly afraid of the day that you get new clubs." And now you're gonna you're gonna you got a goal now to give me new mm. clubs. Hey, we're all trying to get better. We're group. We're all trying to get better. Dude. What <laughs> happens if you, you get better than I get better? Event, when we when we what play in a best ball event this summer and you have <laughs> shit clubs, bro, and we play and we don't we don't win it. I would I want to go win some money. Dude, we, with you. I don't I don't want to have any excuses either. So yeah. I like it. <laughs> and then uh, I played in the Cleveland Am this uh, past summer for the first time. Really cool event. Three days with a cut. Um, that I'm living in Cleveland right now. It's like uh, at a course right by where I live. It'd be cool to uh, top 10 in that next year. I finished like 25th or 28th last year. 
made the cut but didn't 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 finish too well. But yeah, that's it'd be really cool to top ten at the Cleveland Am. So yeah, absolutely. And there's probably Great. some really good players in that too. There are, yeah. Isn't the uh, Hiram is it Hiram's old coach or Hiram's coach in that? Yeah, he beat me. Yeah, he's and he's he, a good he's player. Beats me. He obviously beats me like routinely, but <laughs> he's he's a good player in his own right. Fifty four year old dude, just I can't freaking beat. But yeah, seriously. So All right, I like I like those goals. I mean, definitely keeping track of our stats. Um, it's definitely probably on all of our lists. You know, more than we have in the past. Um, so that we can, you know, bring it back to the podcast and kind of go over it and show you how to analyze your own stats and you know, just how to be a better golfer overall without having to, you know, go to all these different ends of the internet to try and figure it out. So, you know, I look forward to it. What about you, uh, Fultz? What you got? I got a few things, actually. Um, Ferrar covered a lot of mine, so some may overlap, but that's only because he has every single goal under the sun, so good for you. Aim <laughs> um, <laughs> high, aim high. <laughs> um, so, obviously – we started tip it out because, you know, we're, we're kind of data science guys, uh, interested in golf, love watching golf, love analyzing the stats behind it too. So my main goal I would say for this summer is to just get better at keeping my stats and then have a better understanding of what my stats actually do for my game. I think that's going to be big for not only myself, but also the podcast, uh, bringing you guys better content and everything. So, um, that's definitely, I would say, my, my top goal. Um, my next goal is this is the first year that I'm out of college. Um, so I didn't actually get to play any tournaments last summer. So I'm hoping that this summer, like I said, this kind of overlaps with Ferrar, but hopefully this summer I'm going to be able to get into amateur golf a little bit, um, see what tournaments I can play and see what local stuff they have, just kind of get my feet wet uh, in the amateur world and just see what I can do. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously, Ferrar already bullied me into uh, – possibly getting new clubs so obviously i need new clubs uh everything in my bag is seven years old or so so like none of my wedges have grooves anymore uh, i'm still ripping the same driver that i've been ripping since i was like 15 gotta get you some new tech so, baby there's some good stuff yeah out there. yeah i know i've just been watching everything evolve around me and i'm just like i'm good hitting a high draw into every single green and getting you know unbelievable spin numbers so <laughs> i definitely need new clubs um and then another one just for fun. This is, uh, I want to feel the energy of playing well again. So obviously um, you guys will hear more about our Pinehurst trip maybe in the future, but uh, us three and a few other golfers went to Pinehurst. Uh, hence why we've mentioned mid pines and everything so much. Um, but on that trip, a lot of us played really well and there was a lot of really cool energy. Um, and I'm just hoping to continue that into, you know, 2023 season. I think it would also be really cool if I'm able to pull that off maybe in an amateur tournament. tournament. Um, so, you know, lofty goals, but they're there. Um, and then my last thing is, this is my own personal journey that I've been on for a while. Um, I want to focus on making more birdies. I noticed something about my game where I would try really, really hard to prevent bogeys from happening, but I wouldn't really focus on following up a bogey with a birdie. So, I think I'm going to really try to, you know, make more birdies in a round. Um, I think it's probably going to start out. Yeah, it's a great goal, I think. Um, it's been a really long journey for me to try to figure out how the, how the fuck to do that. Um, but I'm hoping this year that I, I like, can actually figure like it out. Just like changing your mindset. Yeah, and just like instead of playing defensive, play like – For sure. Play offensive, go fucking make yeah. some birdies rather than try to prevent bogeys. Yeah. I like that. 
Yeah, and I, I feel like I grew up playing defensive. You know, and my, my defensive game is really good. That's why I'm so good at putting from 15 feet for par. You know, that's why I'm so good at chipping. Um, but I've never really been somebody who's going to stand at 150 yards and knock it to three feet. You know, I'll do it every once in a while, you know, because if you just play enough golf, the numbers are there. But, you know, I've never really been that kind of guy who's going to, you know, just drop one next to the pin. Um, so I don't know if that's necessarily pin seeking. And I'm not exactly sure that's, you know, maybe just trimmers over birdie putts. But that's the goal. We're going to try to figure it out. I just need to play some more golf, see where I'm at. Um, and hopefully through analyzing my stats, you know, it kind of goes one on one. So. Yeah, I got some good goals. We'll see where I get. Hopefully, a lot of birds will be flowing. Um, not a lot of bogeys. Fuck bogeys. So, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might suggest, you know, listening to that, I might suggest uh, when you track your stats, maybe track like a bounce back stat. So, mm-hmm. if you have a have you have a bogey, what, what's your score to par after making yep. a bogey? Like, you know, yeah. what's your average average score to par, you know, after making a bogey? It's I think a great, that'd be really point, interesting yeah. to see. Um, and of course I don't want to, you know, I'll go into mine, but you know, I don't want to sound like a, a broken record here, but of <laughs> yeah, course mine's track, track rounds as well. You yeah. know, um, I just, you know, I've kind of fallen out of it. I've kind of become kind of that I don't know, club golfer of just, you know, I'm going to go whack a few balls on the range and I'm just going to go play. And, and I've, it's helped my mental game, but, um, I don't think I'm going to see the gains that I want to from from doing that consistently i think i need you know if i want to be better i gotta put the time in on the range a little bit more and stuff like that so definitely tracking my rounds um and then uh you know i'm sitting at a plus 1.2 after last summer and i you know i and i know there's some obvious holes in my game when it comes to short game maybe not necessarily chipping but definitely um you know, kind of like that 20 to 100 yard, 120 yard range. I've kind of, it used to be one of my best aspects. I could get up and down from that range from anywhere. And I, you know, I kind of had a mental block. We won't say the word. Um, <laughs> um, We're all akin that. to uh chip. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm going to really focus on this summer practicing that that 20 to 100 yard range and maybe creating a few games and I'll, I can go over that in a future podcast of the games I'm working on or the games I'm using to improve. And um, I think it's, and it's true for most practices, you know, finding games, putting pressure on yourself, you know, making it fun. So you don't just hit three balls and go, all right, I'm done with this. I'm going to go play. Um, and then probably my final goal is uh, getting to 170 ball speed. Um, I used, you know, I used to kind of sit around 165-ish, maybe, you know, right at there, maybe a little higher. Um, then I had a hip injury, started working out a lot, um, and it's gotten back up a little bit, but I'm sitting around 155. Um, so to get that distance back um, and be able to cruise at 170 ball speed on the course is uh, definitely something I'm working towards. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to get out on some grass in a couple months and see what we can't come up with. Yeah. Yeah. The, the snow on the driving range has been a real pain in the butt. Yeah. Not it. <laughs> Just hitting I want to know where my ball lands. <laughs> Everything's white. Just bunker shots off of every, Just so much practice. I saw a video actually of, uh, 
what's that what's that uh Norwegian dude's name from Oklahoma State? Really good player. Hovland. Hovland, yeah, Victor Hovland. No, no, no. He's still in college. Um still an amateur, but uh I know you're talking about. Yeah, I know um, who you're talking about too. Name. I can't remember his name. I mean, if you know his name, drop it in the comments because I don't feel like looking it up. But <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> he went back to, you know, he was, you know, he was, it snowed at Oklahoma and he had a video filming with like Golf Channel or something like that. And he was hitting bunker shots out of the bunker, but it was snow. And he's like, you know, it's just a little lighter, but it's, it's basically the same thing. Exactly. See? Yeah. You, go you got to make do with what you got. And, so, you know, yeah. while we're sitting yeah. here in the cold, you know, complaining, we just need to be out there <laughs> practicing. It's the exactly. only thing you can practice when it's this cold out. Do you think they get to practice on grass in Siberia? No. <laughs> Dirt. <laughs> All right. And uh, so I guess that's that's a little bit about ourselves, um, kind of what our favorite yeah. courses are, what some of our favorite memories, you know, hopefully that was a good, golf a little bit. Yeah. Hopefully that was a good summary of who we each are yeah. and, and kind of why we want to do this. Absolutely. And uh, so now we'll uh, – I guess now we're kind of officially getting into the podcast, and this is kind of a segment we're going to have kind of reoccurring every week. Um, yeah, let's go. And I, I, I truly look forward to this one a lot. It's, it's going to create some great, me- some, uh, some great moments, some great clips. But uh, it's going to be called Birdie Bogey. It's kind of like our birdie of the week and our bogey of the week, maybe. Who's hot? Who's cold? Who's, who, who, who stocks bullish? Who stocks bearish? A little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but anybody want to get us started on that? I'll I'll go ahead, but hopefully he comes back. Um, you want me to say both bogey and birdie? Yeah, yeah, we'll go both. Okay. Um, I kind of have two bogey plays. Um, my first bogey play is this is a great clip from the Honda Classic of Harry Hall uh, hitting it out of the water on 15. I'm pretty sure it was. He kind of you know blew one onto the right, and he just strips all the way down, rolls up his rolls up his pants, and just splashes one out of the water. And unfortunately, it doesn't quite make it far enough up that he could drop up there. So it rolls back down into the into the junk. And then he takes another just absolutely massive whack at it. You know, he's got stuff stuffed to his shirt. He's like pulling off and everything. Thankfully, he gets it out in the second go around. But very like a very literal bogey play because uh, he doubled that hole. So, <laughs> so I just thought that was hilarious. The clip is fun to watch, too, if we want to pull that up. Um, it's hilarious. Um, and then my, my second bogey was that the honda classic is actually going away i was watching today uh jack nicholas was was on and he was uh he was talking about how the honda classic is is not going to be really around next year it's going to be under a different name and it's going to be yeah honda's pulling out the sponsorship yeah so that was definitely a bogey play because that's a great tournament um i also think it's super interesting where you know, you kind of get some of the low, some of the members of the PGA Tour that are a little bit lower on the leaderboard. You know, they're not the big names, so it's always fun to watch them play. You know, you definitely get a lot of different styles of golf. You know, like Justin Su, you know, has like the widest stance I've ever seen anybody, and like the most footwork. Like it's unbelievable. So you get a lot know, of really most interesting footwork, most footwork. Most footwork goes to uh, Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, definitely. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, but. In the tournament, in the Honda Classic, at yeah, least. yeah, there you go. He probably has, he probably has most footwork. But my point in saying that is, you know, there's a lot of different styles of golf, and sometimes it's fun to watch new people play and be at the top of the leaderboard. Um, you know, the playoff was super fun to watch. You know, today that was earlier today. So uh, those are my two bogey plays. My one birdie play is uh, Ryan Gerard playing so well in the Honda uh, after being just a Monday qualifier. I think that's sweet. You know, he was top five. That's huge for his career. Uh, he played really, really well. 
um, looked like it affected him a ton on the on 18. So that was fun to watch. Uh, his, you know, he played well all four days. Honestly, he was on the mm-hmm. par every day. So it's really fun to watch that. Um, big big time birdie play. Good for him. So if if I can go next, Mac, just to follow that up, yeah, absolutely. That was one of my birdies also, and just oh, sorry. To, just to throw in <laughs> some additional stats, he won 411k. Pretty nice payday for a Monday Monday qualifier. I'd say big payday. These Love Monday that. qualifiers, I mean, they got no money. They're they're tournament to tournament. Yeah. They're trying to just yeah. find their footing, their backup exactly. bills. So that four hundred eleven thousand dollars is huge, huge. So huge. most PGA Tour tournaments, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to say all because I don't think all, but most PGA Tour tournaments, um, they hold a what's called a Monday qualifier. So the Monday of the tournament and the tournament tournaments Thursday through Sunday, mm-hmm. they. Uh, pretty much have like an open field you can register to play. It might be like eight hundred dollars or six hundred dollars to, re- to to play in it, so it's it's pretty steep. Um, yeah, and only a certain amount of guys, you know, maybe five, maybe ten. No, uh, it's like two to five. Two to five, yeah, yeah. yeah. Into, get, get Seventy in, or eighty. Yeah, get into the actual tournament and to see a guy go through that and then finish and fourth. Play super well. And the big thing about for Monday qualifiers is finishing top 10 gets you into the next week's PJ tour tournament. So he, he got into four, he get into, he got into the next four tournaments. Uh, he, yeah. Then, yeah. Well, listen to this bullshit. He, so he finishes fourth and next week is Bay Hill, which is an elevated event where like all the good players mm-hmm. are going to be playing in it. He doesn't get into that. He gets into the Puerto Rico open, which is like a, yeah. He only gets into the invitational events because he want or because he he's doesn't top five in it. Yeah, the opens. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is, I don't know. You finish top four, like in you should whatever's next week, you should get it in automatically to the next week event. Maybe not like the Masters or like the Players or like a huge event, mm-hmm. but like Bay Hill is maybe I know I know now it's elevated tour event, but finishing top five, I don't. Know, I was I was mad about that. That he that he it's so cool for him. He's playing in a PGA Tour event next week, the next mm-hmm. four weeks, but. I thought he should have gotten the bail. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of like a, um, it it a consequence of these new designated events too, right? Um, yeah, they're great for the game. I'd so far, I'd say, um, you're getting all the really good players in one spot. Um, but you know, now we have to contend with these these new changes and these players that are on heaters coming out of Monday Q. Love to see them play, but you know. I guess we're gonna have to wait for Puerto Rico to see him play again. Yeah. Agreed. My other birdie. Sorry, I, that was a long discussion about <laughs> but a uh, long bogey play. Uh, Trace Crow. I don't know if you guys saw this. He mm. it was another Monday qualifier. Shout out the Monday qualifiers, by the way. Uh, Seriously, they had themselves a week. They had themselves a week. Yeah, he was sitting at plus one uh, on the 18th hole, the 36th hole, which. Uh, was outside the cut line and if he he needed to make birdie to make the cut um it's a par five really cool hole um but he missed the green in regulation so he had to chip in to make the cut and he chipped in it's gone video it's on twitter and stuff uh talk about clutch first of all yeah that's clutch for um that chip in actually ended up paying him 17 almost eighteen thousand dollars because he finished 63rd so that was a eighteen thousand dollar chip in so shout out wow Shout out to that because he didn't really play well after he made the, made the cut. So I mean, still made the cut. Hey, nice. he made the cut. If you missed the cut, you're getting zero. They called yeah, him. Go to the next Monday qualifier. They're calling him Mr. Chipinski. 
Dr. Chipinski. <laughs> Dr. Chipinski. So that, that, that was cool. Um, uh, bogey of the week uh, for me was Chris Kirk not hitting the Honda in the middle of the water after he borderline choked on the whole <laughs> Um, oh my god i'm so surprised that ended in a, in a playoff the honda today uh chris Kirk had a one-shot lead on 18 and he went for the green and two and there's water on the right and he hits it off the stone embankment and it bounces back in the water but there's a honda like it's a honda classic there's a honda in the middle of the lake like, way like the actual car and it bounced it hit so hard off the stone that it was like five feet from nailing the honda in the water now that would have been that would have sent it over the top. That would have been oh nice. my god! Do you know how funny it would have been if he nailed oh the window still, on that Honda? <laughs> he broke it. Does it's, that does that go on your yeah, car insurance? Still wins. <laughs> is, is that like because <laughs> it's not an accident? It should. Nobody owns car insurance. Most legendary thing to ever happen in PJ Tour tournament. It's like yeah, I shattered the window of this Honda, but yeah, I still won. I still won. Imagine, imagine it hits the car. Or hits the hits the embankment, ricochets off to the off the car, off the car, back onto the green into the hole. <laughs> Easy Eagle wins the tournament. That would have been nuts. Caddy conversation right there. Yeah, I just I like this play where you hit it off the rocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hit a high floater that just bleeds out to the right side. Nails the Honda, bounces off the left window of the Honda mm-hmm. onto the embankment, up into the air, and then floats right into the hole. Yeah. yeah. All right. Dude, Chris Kirk, oh, you just it. gotta picture it. You just picture it in your brain, <laughs> man. My uh I love it. My my other bogey, which is kind of funny, uh, and I don't mean this in a slight to Eric Cole, who finished second, is he went 15 for 16 from putts inside 20 feet, which is <laughs> an unbelievable statistic, but he missed the one he missed was the fucking one to extend the playoff. So and it, yeah. it, that was the yeah. hardest yeah. loop out besides yeah. besides cam davis's 360 on the first so day. tough that so was tough. what about a putting display like 15 to 16 yeah. inside 20 feet is, and he was 49 for 49 inside of five feet yeah absolutely you know, the other the which, which would make sense i mean but the other crazy thing is all the just those four footers that he's that he made in you know that that final round that was unbelievable he was, he, I mean, he had so many, he had so many like testers, you know, five feet, you know, right on five feet or it was like five and a half feet or four feet. And he just drained every single one, every single yeah. one they looked at. It was crazy. Kind of like, yeah. a, I mean, on top of, on top of Eric Cole, how about, I guess actually, you know, I'll hold this thought until we get to, until we get to talk about the tournament. Cause it, it's a, sure. it's a very important take I really want to get to, <laughs> but uh, I guess I got to go with my birdies and bogeys of the week. Let's but, hear it. Uh, all right, I'll start. I'll start with my bogey. Um, uh, we have a new world golf ranking system in the works. Sure. Uh, Sports Illustrated world golf rankings. Uh, and, and you know we got the official world golf has this huge regression and algorithm to you know come up with their list, and we have Data Golf that also has a huge algorithm and all that. H- how does Sports Illustrated measure it? Distance per shot so they take the course length and divide it by the number of strokes that the player takes and that's just i mean ridiculous (laughs) just absolutely you know what making the ball into the hole is less important than hitting it really far that's 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 what i i that i team crushers i guess right i took the i I, did everybody take the lift test i took the lift test i got team crushers and i immediately (laughs) 
burnt my computer. So, <laughs> you know that, that gif of uh, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec throwing his computer yep. in the dumpster because he's on the grid? Yeah, that's, that was that was me after seeing, after reading that. Um, Guess you guys are big drive chip and putt fans, huh? Yeah, there you, you go. Don't, you don't give it. You don't give a shit about actually playing real golf. <laughs> Yeah, I drive it like 320, but it's just yeah, I guess, it's 50 yeah. yards OB. It's it's <laughs> but just, it went like I mean, like think about it. Like you play a really <laughs> long course. If you play a longer course, you're gonna get. I, I I can't remember. You get more benefit or less benefit from that. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. more because you know longer shots. But like, yeah. and then you get these shorter courses. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna go down in the rankings because the course is shorter. Like, yeah, because they. I mean, like, what, what's going on there? It's just completely, you know, just a attempt to kiss the kiss the ass of live, I guess. But um, and then my birdie of the week, uh, on a super high note, I'm gonna have to go with the the PGA and LPGA co sanctioned event this December. Getting rid of the QB shootout, and I don't know if they've named it yet, but you know, PGA Tour players and LPGA players are gonna team up and have kind of a similar format to the QB, but it'll be awesome to get, you know men and women playing together and seeing just how good the, the LPGA players are because they are yeah. so they're it, if you want to get better at golf watch the LPGA so um I've been their swings are just so, so silky that's such a, such a great I'm glad you brought that up because I've been really like begging for them to do that for so long it's actually yeah happening. that is really cool I did I did not know that was a thing yeah they just announced um, you just, this you just informed me of this of this yeah, new on like Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that yeah. Yeah, where did you where did you see that on? Uh, on Twitter, I think okay. PGA. I I well, actually originally I saw it was a Ricky Fowler tweet saying, "Hey, me and Nelly Corda oh, really? are teaming up for this tournament." Okay. So wow. really excited for fun, that, dude. That's that's yeah. really cool. Is this is long overdue? Yeah. I mean, the PGA Tour is finally PGA Tour and the broadcast are finally coming around, and like you know, that's the one good thing about Live, I guess, is you know it's forcing these tours to forcing the PGA Tour to you know kind of modernize and you know, stop being stuck in their own ways that are, that were just kind of hurting everybody. So well, they got a, they got a lot of time to play with and uh, <laughs> they feel like they just haven't used some of it. You know, I mean, you could have a couple fun events, um, you know, two weekends of the 52, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't have to play some, you know, $18 million event every single weekend. So that'll be really fun to see. Um, I'm yeah, excited absolutely. for that. Um, so I guess, you guys had mentioned Eric Cole, and I was going to bring up a point here. Um, but how about his uh, Footjoy dad shoes with the joggers? Yeah, is that, that the new look on the PJ Tour? Because I was I was I, vibing with it. Yeah. I think that was pretty sweet. I don't think he was rocking a belt either. Did he have a belt? Oh, on? no belt with the jog. Oh my! He, if he did, he was wearing like the same color because he, he had a really clean look out there. It was it was cool. I won't lie. It was pretty sweet. Are we pro joggers. I'm pro I joggers. Mean, I'm sorry. Joggers are sweet. I, I, if you I rock like them, them, if you rock them the right way, they yeah. keep, they'll, they'll look good. I think I think I think they're fine on the golf course. I don't mind it. as long as they have a belt loops. I guess I think that's kind of the going thing. Is joggers look a lot like sweatpants, but if they have a belt, I mean, that's yeah. fine. fine to me. Yeah, <laughs> joggers are joggers are they're in. But the dad which, shoes, which, which, I, yeah, might, I might have to go cop a pair of those dad shoes. <laughs> Were they were they golf sketchers? Like what the hell was he They were wearing? foot joys. They were foot joys. Okay. They look like the Air Monarchs, man. They're sweet. Yeah, seriously. They were they were kind of cool. He was he was styling out there. Yeah. Um 
I guess maybe let's go through the leaderboard a little bit. Um, sure. With Chris Kirk, uh, you know, Great play. big win. And I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize this. I kind of forgot about it, but you know, he struggled with alcohol. Um, and then like kind of leading up to 2019 when he took a break um, and he, you know, was really open about it and it was really awesome to see him, you know, kind of pull back and get his fifth win of his career and the first one since 2015. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys think about his golf? Uh, huge fan Super. of Super, huge, huge fan of the baby draw, baby draw. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, we got a, we got a few baby draws here. Um, and then, yeah, I love his just coolness and calmness and like rhythm, like everything about him is just like so easy. Like his golf swing is so smooth and easy. He like never is too excited, too low, too high. He's so like even keeled. I, I I love that. Yeah, until I needed to pack of cigarettes on the 18th hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After watching that one, oh my. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll tack on to that. I, I do like how calm he is, but, um, you know, he's got a really good poker face. But I will say, like, it does look like at times he, you know, loses a little bit of that attack mode, you know, and I noticed that in his second shot in 18 um, in regulation. Like, he, he – looked a little bit like he didn't really know what he was doing you know like he kind of got up there and he's i don't know i mean i watched i watched pretty much every minute of this though so i saw him on some of his you know more risky shots and he looked like he knew what he was doing you know he was grabbing clubs he was cleaning them he knew where he where he was supposed to stand what he was doing with his hands like he just looked confident but on that shot he was kind of like oh do i do i wipe off my club face you know do i stand behind the ball like it looked a little bit like he was he was a little off yeah um so not a testament to how good of a golfer he is. I mean, he played unbelievable, you know, really dominant rounds all four days, really entertaining to watch. I mean, the dude could drain putts from anywhere. Um, his chipping game is on point and his wedges are just fire. But it was interesting to see that. I, I just thought that was an, an interesting um, thing that I noticed while watching. Yeah, it's and that's, you know, it's really important to stay in your – your pre-shot routine, you know, that's kind of what yeah. gets your mindset. But uh yeah. And then Eric Cole, um, like we mentioned, dude rolled the rock this week. I think he was like uh four strokes, you know, plus four strokes gain putting or something around mm-hmm. there. Just he made, an absolute he made clinic. It, he made something like sorry, what'd you say, Farrar? Four point six strokes gain putting. Ridiculous. Jeez. Yeah, he made he made like 240 feet of putts just on Sunday, unbelievable. That's ridiculous. Yeah. He made, and he had he, he had tw- like 12 plus bombs. one putts. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had to have been less than like 20 putts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> probably was. Yeah, he played out of his mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think also that I, you know, Eric kind of. That fifteenth hole, I think, kind of almost kind of ruined his tournament. That bunker shot took the wind um, out of the sails a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he had lost a quarter of a stroke on that approach, then lost another three quarters of a stroke. So he's lost a full stroke from just the approach in that first bunker shot, but then gained a quarter back on that putt. So I think you know that that clutch. I don't know. It was like a ten footer. Yeah, you know, and it just goes to show those four strokes gained putting is you know can keep you in some big moments and uh, it's huge. It's, I, I, uh, 
I won't I won't lie, I was pulling for him a little bit in that tournament. Um I but, was too. I think most people were, but only because he hasn't won yeah. before. It's always fun watching somebody who hasn't won win. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um uh, I had somebody I had somebody uh starred on the leaderboard there is uh goes by the name Ben Griffin, a little T twenty two. Um not bad. He's been playing well. I've seen him on TikTok a little bit, so you know, kind of rooting for him a little bit. But uh, cool. he's uh, he has been striping his irons in the past couple of weeks at Pebble Beach. He had really good iron play, really, but he was really struggling off the tee. Um, he uh, on on a Saturday is best round four under sixty six. Um, just showing he has the game to to make it uh make it on the big leagues he's a you know he's a rookie um he was plus 3.2 strokes gain total and uh plus one and a half strokes gain approach just to you know just showing what he's made of um but overall is kind of where it gets you is you know he sat just below the field average in strokes gained approach um and just didn't make up for it around the green which is kind of consistent with the way he's been playing um but in that respect, he fixed his driving, and I think it's really interesting. I'm sure most amateur golfers can relate. Is you fix one thing, but the other thing, you know, kind of hops out the window, and you you're just like, one day you have a good driving day, and one day you have a good iron day, but you never put the. But when you put those two together, I think when he does do that, it'll be really interesting to see how he plays moving forward. Definitely, I'll um I'll tack on there. One of one of the guys that I was trying to follow was Sepp Straka. Uh, returning champ for the Honda Classic, he played pretty well. Um, one of the stats that I wanted to look at here, sorry, I lost it. Um, it looks like so he approached a green, he made seven point five strokes on just his approach shots, which is crazy. So I was looking mostly at some of the stats with regards to the approaches because it's something that I wanted to work on. So um, seeing that stat and just like watching how he played was really cool. I mean, he was second on approach to green strokes gained for the entire week. So he played out of his mind. Uh, definitely don't forget about this guy. You know, he's definitely going to mm-hmm. keep playing some good golf, but he's also season last year. Yeah. Yeah. Also the, uh, the returning champ. So it's good to see him play well too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a little bit of the top boys on the leaderboard. Well, I'll shout out. I'll shout out Taylor Pendrith. Kent State guy. Nice. Didn't play that well today. <laughs> but I still got shot out, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my boy. Hey, I got to, I got to watch him at the Rocket Mortgage. Dude can play. T forty two this week. Uh, he shot two over today or one over today. But uh, I just, I like mentioning him because uh, watch out for him. I think he's got so much game. And uh, he does absolutely. Those Canadians, sure, man. Yeah. Kent State knows how to find he's, those Canadians. Yeah, right. He uh, <laughs> putted. He putted really well and chipped really well this week. He's like known as a power guy. Like he can easily stretch ball speed over one eighty five to like even one ninety if he really wanted to. Um, so like seeing him have a good putting week is is uh promising. So we'll see. Uh, as Max said, if we can get all those cylinders firing, that, that's a guy to watch out for. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, I guess I'd just like to add about the courses. Um, you know, I was kind of looking at, I was scrubbing through data golf, just kind of looking at each, each strokes gain category. And it, it just kind of, you know, I, I really noticed that this course kind of as predicted 
um, is like a premium on iron play. And, and For also sure. kind of surprising on putting as well. But I think, you know, it might also be due to the fact that, um, you know, you get a good approach, you got a good putting maybe, but I, you know, it's just a, it, it just shows PJ nationals teeth. It, it just kind of comes around the green, you know, 100%. The approach shots are impossible. PJ on PJ oh, national. Those, some they're, of those, they're impossible. those, the pin placements where they put them just five yards, you know, onto the green above, you know, with a, with a, a bunker long and a bunker short. It's like, how do you even play this shot? You know, you have, 60 yards or 120 or something like that it's just it's crazy shots tough approach shots too so yeah and, and then like if you miss the green it's it's not a there's no, no. guaranteed up and down anywhere no it's you're you know chipping downhill you're you're looking at a you got to hit this like high spinner bunker shot staring at water 10 yards past the flag like it's it's a scary it's, course yeah. i'd agree Got a bear trap is the bear trap is really cool to watch today. So that's yeah, absolutely, yeah, it just has a rep of being just a brutally hard test of golf, and it's a bummer that um, I don't know. We'll, hopefully, we see another tournament here. I don't know what's with all this changing sponsorship. You know, if they're going to, I keep, do, keep I do think, I do think Jack Nicholas said that they're he was reassured by the PGA tour that they are keeping it at okay. PGA National. So it's Less just not going to, it's just not going to be the Honda Classic anymore. Okay. Yeah, so, I always love when the tour when the every year when the tournament comes or the tour comes to this this place. It's a it's a great course. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear that they're hopefully sticking around. Yeah, we'll see we'll see how it evolves. I'm going to be curious to see, you know, what happens with it because apparently some of the um, schedule is changing next year too. Not just with regards to the Honda Classic, but the PGA Tour as a whole. So I'm curious yeah. to see where that's going to go too. Um, you know, this time next year how that's going to really work out. Uh, maybe it'll be more enjoyable to watch. I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty fun. Right, now. Help, right. And yeah. I think it. I mean, that's also probably due to the elevated vents and stuff like that too. I think yeah. um, hopefully, you know, I would like to see them taking these, I guess, designated events um, is what they want us to call it, yeah. but taking these designated events and kind of rotating a little bit, obviously have some anchor points like Bay Hill and Riviera um, and maybe waste management, but like those other ones kind of, Changing around because you know mm-hmm. we're seeing Swap with Honda, obviously year. this was in the works, but some of these other places like Sanderson Farms, like they're not going to be sponsoring, and John Deere, they're not going to be sponsoring these events if they're not going to get the top players, right? Yeah. So, right, or are they going to get a, a better rate, something like that? So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out, like you said. Same, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm curious to see what's going to get what's going to happen. I'm just hopeful that you know the season doesn't lose its its current tang. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Ferrari, you got anything else to add? No, nah, man. I think we covered it. That was fun. Awesome. Cool. Fultz, you got anything to add? No. Um, cheers to a, a good 2023 full of golf and analysis and, uh, you know, birdies. <laughs> let's, let's play Here some we golf, go. Buddy. All right. We'll see you guys here Get back next week.